Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Adloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. Thank you for listening. If you have been enjoying the show as ever, please do rate, review and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people to discover the show. And if you've already done that, thank you so much. It genuinely encourages me to carry on. So thank you. Every guest that comes on has been through some pretty tough times. But I just wanted to warn you that even for us here at Griefcast, this week's episode was tough. This week I'm talking to stand-up and writer Lou Conran. Lou lost her baby Emma when she was five and a half months pregnant. She took that unbelievable pain and managed to turn it into a show which she took the Edinburgh Festival last year. So you have missed seeing in Edinburgh, but she's currently touring. So please listen out at the end where you can find more details of where you can see this incredible woman and listen to her brilliant show. Welcome to Griefcast. I'm here today with stand-up writer Lady Extraordinaire. That's what I'm going to go for. It's your formal title, right? (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes, I'll have that. Lou Conran. Hello. Hi, Lou. Hi, Thank you for coming to talk to me. Who are we remembering today? We are remembering my baby. Uh, Her name was Emma. And I lost her when I was about five and a half months pregnant. So let's, um, maybe it'd be good to go back to how you found out you were pregnant and what happened because I know having I know you wrote about this for standard issue yeah so I know a little bit about it yeah so it was was it a planned pregnancy oh Christ no (laughs) no No. so what happened well basically when I was about 38 no she's never (laughs) older than that she bloody well is when I was about 38 I was told that um that I probably had no eggs left and I probably couldn't get pregnant 
Um, and you're they, not just a random person walk past you. No. <laughs> you, you barren old bitch. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So was, you, were you sort of were you trying to get pregnant? No, at no. Time? My my sister had um, gone to a guy. She lives in Brazil, and and she'd been to her very flash fanny doctor mm. and they said they have flash ones in they really do yeah. yeah my brother used to live there oh really yeah they have the highest amount of plastic surgery in the world no everyone thinks it's LA it's Brazil well that yeah. does not surprise yeah, me yeah they, they love it and I think it's mostly on their bottoms yes yes, <laughs> yes. oh gosh anyway <laughs> anyway sorry um, so she went to her fanny doctor and they basically said that she was perimenopausal wow and my mum had a really early menopause so Nicola was 40 at the time and I was 38 and she said you'd better go and yeah. get yourself checked out. So, and it, you'd never really sort of think about it, do you? So I just went along and had this blood test. It's called an AMH test. Um, and it's evil. And they basically said, you've got no eggs left. Uh, you've got a year before wow. you'll be barren. Oh, my goodness. So that I kind of went into a kind of mad panic, like, oh, shit. Oh, I really do want to have kids, so yeah. what the hell do I do? So, oh yeah. So then I sort of like got a little bit depressed about it, and then signed up. Understandably, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's crazy, but yeah. it was that's a ho- really huge thing. Yeah, to, yeah. To be told, but but what I later found out was that this test doesn't really mean you've got no eggs left. Oh, yeah. Then why are they well, doing? They it? don't tell you this. It's it basically it, it kind of gives you an indication of the quality of your eggs, right? But that changes on a monthly basis as does your body, as does yeah. your fitness levels, as does your piggy levels, everything. Oh, my so, goodness. It's a bit yeah. like with um, PCOS, polycystic right, yeah. ovaries, which I've been told I have had and then haven't had oh. because it changes every month. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard for them to actually go... Some people definitely have it every month, but for some women it's like, well, you did, and now it's gone. Yeah. It might come back. Yeah. Gosh, but the that's... human body is amazing. Yeah. So they, they sort of said this, and I think, like... Basically, they said, oh, if you had a normal level, you would be, it would be, I don't know, for example, between 10 and 15. Right. Whatever's on yeah. the scale of bloody blah blahs. And mine was 0.05. Wow. So I sort of spiralled into this, oh, fuck, what do I do? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go and get laid. But <laughs> <laughs> Good work, lady. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's... That was obviously your, your ovaries were like, come on, yeah, go! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the chart, I, I... Yeah, I, I'm not. I can't go out and get laid. It doesn't okay. happen to me. <laughs> so no, I can't believe this. No, I never get sausage. Oh, oh Lou! I know, I know. No, Lou having, is available for sausage. Everyone. I really, I really fucking am. <laughs> um, anyway, so basically, so I went and uh, went and signed up for a sperm donation wow. in this kind of. Oh God, yeah. I've only got a year. Let's blah, do blah, it. Blah, blah. And then, like on the last appointment there, I was like, Oh God, what the fuck are you doing, you stupid woman? What are you doing? And I was signing all the paperwork wow. and was literally about to go through with it. And then this horrific man came in the clinic, like, Ay, oh, God, nah, I've come to make me deposit. The <laughs> woman oh. behind the counter was like, like, that's my daddy. Yeah, like, that's exactly it. I was like, oh, oh God, I know no. it's going to be him. It'll be him, won't it? And he was like, oh, no, right. And she's like, but Phil, you've got the wrong day. And he was like, what do you mean I've got the wrong day again? And she's like, you've, you're not due until Monday. He was like, oh, bloody hell, but I've abstained for four days. Anyway, oh, my God. Just, I know. I'm watching this man. Desperately trying to knock one out on his way to work, I was like, "What are you doing?" So it made me just go home and reassess, and then um, and then I got used to the idea of not having a baby, and I kind of thought, "Oh, right, well, it's a so year you felt later. like your brain kind of accepted it." Yeah, and... I think so. And then I thought, "Oh, 
oh, well, I can go on holiday when I want and I can do what I want. Yeah. And then, because I was a lot more relaxed about it, I met this man and we started seeing each other. And then after about 48 bottles of red <laughs> wine, I got pregnant. So did you miss you? Did you miss a period? And were you then like, what, this, hang on, this can't be happening? Like, how did you... Um, I think I pretty much knew straight away. Really? Yeah. Because I had a really weird kind of hormonal kind of flourish. Wow. Where I literally felt my body. It was like a... I know this sounds really weird, but it was like a, an out-of-body experience. Yeah. Like... I don't know what, I just kind of like had this, if I could describe it as anything, it was like a Disney film with all the little birds <laughs> tweeting. Yeah. I mean, the, the sax was pretty horrific, but the, <laughs> but the, but the it was like, which is like, oh gosh, I've never done drugs, but it's imagine, I, wow. I would imagine it's like when you're off your face. And then I kind of had this kind of, oh God, everything's amazing. And then within about two or three days, my tits just ballooned. <sighs> yeah. That's what happened to me, but I didn't. I was still in complete denial. It, I was like, no, but my boobs were like oh, screaming. And like, it was him. He, he was like, your yeah. your tits are enormous. I was like, <laughs> they yeah. go enormous. Like <laughs> yeah. they re- pass like normal yeah. period boobs. They oh go my like, God. yeah, I know. That's um, what happened to me. And I was like, what? This is weird. And I'm late. What could it be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't wait to find out whether I'd missed my period. So, But were you but in your head, were you thinking, well, this can't be yeah. true? Yeah, like, because... They said I can't. Yeah. yeah. But, but, and and I, I was... Between you and me... Yeah. I'd realised that I was seeing a twat. Oh, no. So... Which I, happens to all of yeah, us. Yeah. And so, Suddenly dawns on you, I know. It? Oh, oh, he's God. a twat. Yeah. And that's, I, what, that's what's annoying, is oh, he's a twat. Yeah. And then I thought, right, well... Right, well, I need to nip this in the bud before we have any more sexual intercourse and we need to, I need to stop this now. So um, I go and see my head lady, my counsellor lady, and she's amazing. And so we do role play and nice. we practice me dumping Great, him because brilliant. I am not an assertive person. <laughs> and I once went out with somebody for three years after knowing after a week I didn't want to be with that person. But because oh, I'm... politeness. Yeah, and yeah. because I'm a, an idiot. So I went and saw my lady and we sort of like role played so it was a fun, and then uh, and then I got home, and then I thought, mm, well, I'll, I'll just pee on a stick, yeah, just in case, just in case, yeah. And that, as soon as the test went near the piss, it just went pregnant straight wow. away. Wow, your hormones must have been on fire, literally. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Um, and then I sat on the end of my bed for about forty-five minutes, repeating the word shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. yeah, you must have been so shocked. Were your, your brain just? Yeah, I was. I. It's a really weird feeling knowing that this is the one thing that you've always wanted. Yeah, and then you get it, and then you realise you're up the duff by an idiot, <laughs> and then and it's like, well, this is not how it's supposed to be, is yeah, it? It's not yeah. supposed to be like this. And I went, I went straight away. I went to Aldi, and I spent a <laughs> hundred pounds. A hundred pounds in Aldi. Uh, I mean, that. How yeah. many bags must you? Have? I had shitloads. <laughs> and like I just, Yeah, I just. I. I. I don't know. It was at Christmas, and I'd had. A, I was having a few people around that weekend, and I cooked three massive lasagnas. I made <laughs> a roast. Wow. I made. I made enough food to feed probably about 50 people wow. and I was having five people <laughs> I moved all my furniture around in my flat oh my god I mean I was you went pure 
female crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I really did. And yeah. then he he came round and he was he was like doing whatever he does. And then I was like, right, you need to sit down. Uh, I'm pregnant. And he, and then he repeated the word pregnant for about fifteen minutes. Pregnant, <laughs> pregnant, pregnant, <laughs> pregnant. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so I, I left him to uh, digest that. Yeah, take it <clears> in. Um, and then, that's, yeah. And then basically, it was like, all right, well, we've only been seeing each other like six or seven weeks. Wow. I know. That's fast. I know. Wow. Yeah. I, know. I can see you must have been thinking, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. So then. What like what happened? What's the next stage? Did you kind? Did he? Was he like we're going to do this? And did you think no, no? Okay, uh, <laughs> oh, I was I was so hopeful for him. <laughs> no. I was giving him so much. No, he was he was all right to start off with, and then as soon as I told him he, I, I was pregnant, he turned into um, a man in denial. Didn't uh, believe it was his. Oh and then, my god! Then I called it a day because I just thought I yeah. can't make this work with yeah. you. So I thought the least we could do is try and have a friendship. And yeah. Then, because we've known each other for um, 10 or so years. Oh, okay. So you've known he's a twat for a long time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought he was a, I thought he was a lovable twat. Um, I didn't realise he was a twat. A twat, twat, yeah. <laughs> so sad yeah. when you find out, isn't it, with your friends? Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. And, and a mutual friend of ours have been trying for years to get us together. Oh. Anyway, so I was like, bye-bye. This, we're not having a relationship, but... We can at least make this work, yeah. um, and uh, and then he was in denial about it, and then he disappeared off the face of the earth for about three months. Wow. And I thought, good, great, yeah. So I can let just me get, get my head this. around it. Yeah. Give you time to get your head around it, um, and then and then I, I always I think I always knew that in the back of my mind that there was something wrong. Really? Yeah, because my one of my best mates had got pregnant at the same time we found out on the same day we were wow. pregnant so we'd been sort of mapping our pregnancies together you know yeah. what fruit is it this week yeah you know, oh yeah, it's an avocado. yeah it tells you on the apps there's the yeah. size of an apricot yeah it's the yeah. size of a yam yeah. you're like what's a yam and, uh, and so we were sort of like week by week charting everything together and that kind of helped because yeah. I didn't have him there yeah of course and so I was like oh at least I'm sharing this with somebody and then we went to the 12 week scan and I was really worried because I just thought, well, I'm, I was 40 at that point. And then I thought, oh, gosh, knowing my luck, because I, I always have. Well, no, I don't always have bad luck. That's a really bad thing to say. But I kind of think, well, if something's going to happen, it'll happen to me. <laughs> right. So I thought, oh, gosh, um, I'll probably get told that the baby's got Down syndrome or it's got the, the other Which ones that I never think, know. Which you do think, like, I know, yeah. I had exactly, if you've got that kind of slightly anxious brain, yeah. you're like, oh, God, oh, yeah. God, what are they going to say? But I couldn't get rid of this nagging feeling mm. in the back of my in the back of my head. And then we went to the scan and all the tests came back and it was fine, but I wasn't. I just kept thinking, well, there's something not right. And then me and Sue were sort of chatting every day and she was putting on weight mm. and I was not really. Okay. And I kind of thought, mm, that's... Something Were you getting sick right. or were you having other symptoms? Oh, God, so I was sick. wretched. Oh, I was nipping off in, because in, uh, I MC a lot, and I uh, I was nipping off in between acts, Does vomiting. Oh, my God, and, and, bless you. Yeah, and my sense of smell. Oh, I know. I could it's smell my awful, own arsehole when I was, it was awful. <laughs> I, 
Yeah. I used to wake up and he, he, my husband was cooking anything. I was like, "What? You're cooking something? <laughs> I feel sick." And he was like, "I'm making you breakfast." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it, your nose is insane. Yeah, isn't it? it really. And, and the only thing that would stop the nausea was if I ate crisps or if um, yes, crisps and digestive biscuits. Yeah, and my I friend was like, "There's no way that's making you feel better. It's just an excuse to eat." <laughs> it's like. Honestly, I cannot no, tell you how much this is helping. So you sort of were thinking, okay, I'm not following her pattern. But yeah. that is, I mean, you know, yeah. pregnancy is very different for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was there. Nagging. It was kind of nagging. What did you do with that nagging feeling? Did you try and tell yourself, don't be silly? Or were you just... Well, what did I do? I don't know. I just... It's weird because when I used to go shopping with friends and they'd go, should we get something for the baby? Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but I was always like, no, no, I think we should wait. And yeah. I think, I suppose your instinct just kicks in, doesn't it? And now, in, and my midwife, after it all happened, she just said, um, "Your pregnancy controls you. You don't control your pregnancy." Yeah, and that's I, very and true. Like listening to that, it's like, oh, right, yeah, I get it now. But then I started getting used to it and started forcing myself to try and get used to yeah, the idea. Yeah, because you of it. try and think I'm being yeah. silly and yeah. I'm being yeah. mean to myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I started buying baby things okay. to try and get my head in the yeah. gifts. I bought a cot off eBay and I bought this sterilizing unit and I and I just silly little bits and pieces. And then I took my mate Alan with me uh, to the five month scan. So that's the twenty week, is that right? Yeah, yeah it's like but it was a couple of weeks afterwards. Yeah, it's around that. Paperwork isn't it? bollocks and all of that. So I was about five and a bit months. Yeah. Were you showing and you sort of Um uh, so yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. Um tits out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the tits, people don't realise this. Yeah, insane, and, I'd, yeah. and I, I'd sort of like, right, if I tell everybody I'm pregnant, I have to get used to this. Yeah. So, you know. And when was this in terms of, like, now? So was this... This was last April. Last so, April, okay. yeah. And uh, so we went to, me and Alan went to the five-month scan, and Alan's name is Susan as well, so I okay. call her Alan. Okay. So it's not I see. <laughs> confused. So we went to the five month scan and we were like, oh, it's quite exciting. I'm going to find out what flavour it is. Yeah, and yeah. then And then the woman just went, mm, no, there's, I'm seeing irregularities that I wouldn't expect to see at this stage. So she just said that off the bat. Didn't, well, didn't, did she give any warning? Because that 20 week scan is, so I had a baby six months ago, so that's why I'm very present in the world of what yeah, happens. Because, yeah. like, did she not say? Just yeah, she just came out with it. Well, she was there for ages. Oh, that's the ages thing is terrifying. Yeah, anyway. and I yeah. and I, I don't know. I was. A, it's all a, not really a blur, but I was kind of laying there, and I could see Alan staring at the woman, and I was sort of like laying there trying to make jokes yeah. because it's all a bit awkward, yeah. isn't it? And uh, and then she was like, right, um, just to let you know, I'm seeing these irregularities. Oh, and I I was like. What? <laughs> you know, because you're just like, yeah. I don't really understand what she's saying to me. And they say a lot of stuff yeah. all the time, which means nothing to you. And yeah. numbers and words that you're like, what? What yeah. is going on? So she repeated it. And then I, I was like, oh, um, what does that mean? And then she, she just said, oh, the baby's limbs don't appear to be growing. And then instantly I thought, oh, my God, it's because I don't drink milk. So, <laughs> so I was like, is it because it's, I don't drink milk? And she was like. No, no, it's, it's, it's nothing. not nothing, to, yeah, do with nothing milk. to do with that. And I was, of course, in your head, you're like, "This is totally all my fault." Yeah, this is all my fault. It's because because I don't drink milk and blah blah blah. There's osteoporosis in the family. <laughs> this is all my fault. Blah 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 blah. 
Um, and then she went, oh, it's just because the um, egg and the sperm weren't compatible. And I was like, well, fucking know that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Literally laying it out for you genetically. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and she said, but I'm, she said it's, um, it, it looks like it's a form of skeletal dysplasia, which is a form of dwarfism. Right. So, in my head, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'll have a baby. Yeah. But it, it'll have dwarfism. Yeah. That's... What do I... I mean, that's okay, isn't it? Yeah. That's... that's oh, okay. Right. And so you're running through, like, okay, it's not what I expected, but that, this is yeah, what's happening. Yeah, And then I thought, well, Alan, she's a special need. She works in special needs units. So so this is okay. I have yeah. a friend that can deal with the, this sort of... You know, when you, and everything goes... It probably was only about five or ten seconds, but it, I, I kind of had, like, this whole kind of scenario in my head. Like, oh, all right, well, it'll have... All right. Okay. Well, no. Oh, do I, how do I feel about it? I don't know how I feel about it. And the woman was like, "Right. Well, I'm going to send you straight away for a second opinion." And so I kind of knew the severity of it at that point because yeah. she was sending me to a different hospital straight away. And then we got to the other hospital, and then the woman was like, "The the the, the sonographer was doing the test," and um, she was sort of like being nice and oh there there we go there's the baby blah 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 and I was mm. like oh yeah the, okay fine uh, and then I was like oh what what flavour is it and she went oh it's it's a girl and then that's when it kind of killed me because I was just like oh god this isn't just a baby now this is a person yeah and now I know what flavour it is so I was sort of oh beside myself and then the woman said um, it doesn't look like her rib cage is growing. And so that means her lungs probably aren't developed. Oh god! So, so I was sort of laying there, going, right, okay. So I'll have a, I'll have a baby with dwarfism, that won't be able to breathe properly. Right, okay. But and all you want to know is, is it going to be okay? Yeah. Is it going to be okay? You just want the words. Yes, it's okay. Yeah. But it has some problems. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then we went from from that. I think it was about six o'clock in the evening. And um, and they took us into another room, and we—I mean, it's awful. I'm laughing because we went—we went into this other room with this um, consultant mm. who came in, and he was—he um, was from Greece, you know. <laughs> and I could not understand what he was saying. Oh, no. And all he said was, "Your baby." <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was sort of smiling, trying to be polite, but thinking, yeah. I don't know what he said. But in my head, pissing myself. Oh, going, my like, and he was going, oh, that, 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 that. and then all I could hear was, so sorry. Oh, that, 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 baby, that, that, so sorry. And I was, <laughs> oh my God. I was just like, oh, God. And I was fully expecting, and this is this is kind of like what I've written about in my show, is like how your, how your brain works, because I thought this has got to be Antle Deck. This has got to be Antledek <laughs> pissing about with me. Yeah. And any minute now, somebody's going to come out and go, oh, I mean, come that, on. That would be a really harsh Antledek, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really would. But, you <laughs> but know. Yeah, I know yeah, what you mean. You're but like, I just thought, this can't be, they cannot be sending this man in yeah. who I don't understand because he's whispering <laughs> to try and, you know, try and maybe be sympathetic to the situation. Yeah. But so sorry. I couldn't. I was just like, and I was looking at Alan, going, "What's this? What's, what's he this saying?" saying? What's she's he... looking at me, going, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then the more he kept saying, "So sorry," it was like, "All right, well, this is this is it then. This is the end of the this is the end of the road." Mm. So that's kind of what I gleaned from it. And then um, went and 
sat in the car and rang my mum and dad. And the, <laughs> my mum, my mum's not very good at like you know understanding what's going on. And I, I rang, and she was like, oh, "What's what's what's going on?" And I was like, "Oh, it's not good news, mum." Um, the baby's not well. And my mum's like, oh, God, have you got to have an abortion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, yeah. And I was like, um, well, I, I've got to see another consultant. Oh, God. Oh, God. And the, you know, you're like, I need to tell you that this is happening, but I need you to... Yeah, also perhaps not, not just speak be, for me. <laughs> yeah, just be sensitive to what's happening. And then... Um, and then they they said, oh, because it was over a weekend, they said, oh, we can't get you to see the fetal consultant. Oh, God. Until so next week. Spend all weekend. Yeah, yeah. So did you know at that point, okay, I'm definitely having an abortion, or were you just not sure, were you kind of left in this, we have to wait and see? Well, I, I kind of deep down knew it was game right. over. But um, I went to see... Um, got this marvelous woman who 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 does chinese medicine amazing i know <laughs> and i went to see her she was trained as a western doctor right and, and then she decided to do chinese medicine her speciality was in fetal abnormalities and all that sort of stuff so i went to see her and i said oh well, this is what they've said skeletal dysplasia but they've said it's they've suggested it's a lethal version of this blah 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 and so she basically said I think probably what they're going to recommend is that you terminate the pregnancy mm. because by the sound of it, she's not well enough and she won't survive yeah. on her on her own, you know, when she's born. So having her being really frank with me about that before I went to see the yeah. consultant was was actually just what I needed was somebody to just go A, B, C and D without yeah. the, I'm so sorry. <laughs> without all of that. I just yeah. needed somebody to go, this is what's going to happen. Mm. So uh, then my mum and dad came up that weekend and uh, tried to sort of, well, it's just waiting, isn't it? You're yeah. just waiting. And then... That um, must have been such a strange weekend. It really was. A, like, we're sort of, I'm in between feelings. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, knowing, because I'd, you know, she was moving inside me and I yeah. could feel all of that and there was this person. And then knowing that, oh, no, I'm, th- I'm not going to get to meet this person mm. properly now but and they knowing, are, I think that's what people don't realize I definitely didn't realize is even at the 12 week scan it looks like a tiny person I mm. thought it would be a blob but it, at 20 week it's yeah you can, yeah it's a person and you can feel it by then you are yeah. feeling stuff so yeah. it's not because I think sometimes if you haven't experienced pregnancy you know yourself or close up five months can seem like oh right five months like you know you weren't fully in it's like that is you are really in it by that point you know yeah and you're, you know, you can feel the moving and yeah. you can, you know, the hiccups and everything. Yeah. I had literally had all of that. God. But I don't, I, the the dad came with me to see the consultant the, the following week. And he um, is, he tries to make a joke out of everything. Right. Even, the, even in this circumstance? Oh, there's, it gets worse. <laughs> okay. So at the 12-week scam, yeah. he had said to me, all right, w- what do we do if it's a mong? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Okay, so we've got his yeah. playing, we've got his level. Yeah. So yeah. I'm excited to know what he said at the fetal consultant. <laughs> well, he didn't, I said to him when he came around to collect me, I said, don't be funny today. Yeah, there's, there's, there's There's no, you just shut up. Yeah. And so he didn't. And then um, 
And then we went to see the fetal consultant who basically said, it repeated exactly what my friend had told me, that right. they, we, they were going to recommend terminating because um, because it was like a, a lethal version of this. She wouldn't survive. So uh, so they take you into the horrible room with the tissues. You know, oh, God. And you go, all right, this is, yeah. this is what this means then. But the only thing I was worried about was that I would have to give birth to her. That's yeah. all I was thinking was, oh God, am I going to have to go through it all? Through, knowing that I'm giving birth to essentially a dead child, mm. do I have to go through that? Which can happen. Well, I did. I had to give birth to oh, her. You did? Yeah. Oh my God, Lou, I thought you were going to say you didn't have to do no, that. No, no, I did. Oh, yeah. Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my heart hurts for you right now. Yeah. So because it wouldn't have been safe or for me otherwise they there was it was the only way to to get her out basically so i think people just don't realize no no how you no, have no. to terminate it's yeah. not yeah because she's a, i mean it's it, yeah so th- so they told you that in that room yeah yeah and i please tell me he didn't make a joke <laughs> he didn't make a joke then um Basically, I didn't want him to be at the birth because mm. I thought he he has not got the mm. capacity to not be vile or yeah. say something horrible. So I didn't want him there. And he actually said, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't be there. I can't be there. And the nurse was in the room going, well, Louise doesn't want to be there, <laughs> but she's got to go through this. And I was like, really? No, no, I don't. I really, please don't defend this. Don't I really, back me up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want this idiot in the room with me. So um, and and all but the other thing uh, all I all I wanted to know was do I have to give birth to her and the only other thing was I wanted her body to be left to medical research mm. because I just thought well something positive has to come out of yeah, this yeah of course so they were like oh yeah you can yeah we'll we'll deal with all that and blah 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 so um, on the way back from the hospital that day another hospital rang and said we can start this process today but, so you have to come in and basically they give you a tablet orally and that prepares the womb right. and I think that possibly does it does mm. d- I think anyway I'm not I didn't really ask too many questions but I, I can, think, fair enough you don't want to go yeah, into high details yeah, at that yeah. emotional time and then they say right that prepares the womb and then you go back two days later and then you go to the maternity unit of the hospital oh mm-hmm. my god and <laughs> no you had to go to maternity yeah unit. yeah but I mean this is awful because in some counties, if in this situation, in some counties, you actually have to give birth to your dead child on a maternity unit, which is horrific. But in my case, they had a special um, unit for my situation. So I was so you kept... didn't have to be around babies. No. So I took the pill and then um, they put me into the unit. That was on the Monday. They put me into the unit on the Wednesday and Alan came with me. And she, oh, she was amazing. And uh, they basically said, right, what we're going to do is we're going to induce you. Mm-hmm. It's weird, isn't it? Because they just go, right, the, the only kind of instruction you get is that you have to give birth over a bedpan um, over the toilet. Oh, my God. Because they have to be able to collect everything so they can take it away. Yeah. Um, and so me being me was like, oh, well, I have to do what in the bedpan? 
So I have to, I thought, oh God, I have to do everything in the bedpan. <laughs> um, so every time I had a wee or a poo or whatever, I was like ringing the bell going, I've done something in the bedpan. <laughs> do you they want were, it? The yeah, they were like, okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. <laughs> because when they put the, um, so put pills into your cervix. Yes. To, yeah. for the, I don't know whether you were. I was induced, mm. yeah. Oh, it's, it's yeah. hardcore. Yeah. So, and then that make I don't know whether you have the same thing, but it kind of makes you shit yourself. Yeah. So, so I was like. Yes, it does. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, it makes you shit because yourself. it just helps you get rid of everything. Yeah, yeah. Before you have to go into crunch time. Mm-hmm. Crunch time. That's it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think it's fair. Mm. Yeah. So I was I was like not making the association until a bit later on when I was like, oh, I have to give birth in the bedpan. <laughs> they don't want to see all of my shits and pisses. <laughs> oh, this is disgusting. Poor girls. So bless I, them for not saying anything. I know. Just like I sure, know. you know what? Sure, let's just collect it. Yeah, sure, there's no yeah. problem. Um, and so then, you then went into proper labour. Yeah. So as. Uh, because I know some happens to some people, they do go into labour and they have a premature baby. So mm. essentially you went into completely a normal early labour. Yeah. Bloody hell. Mm. Which is, I mean, someone who's recently been through it, it is a hardcore anyway. Uh, that must have been incredibly... Or did you just zone it out? Did you just go into like, I'm just going to think about having um, getting it, getting her out, not thinking about what is at the end of I, this? I think... Because I knew it had to be done, mm. I didn't really... I think as women, we're amazing, aren't we? Because if, if in this situation, we know this is what we've got to do. So your brain just shuts off because this is the job in hand. Yeah. This is what we need to do. So this is what's happening. That emotional bit, you have to kind of park it because yeah. if you were to go... Oh, my God, what I'm actually doing. What I'm actually doing is awful. But um, so you kind of park it and then, you know... It's they sort of when they put the tablets in my cervix, they were like, "Oh, well, it'll be a bit like period pain." Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, or a little bit worse. Yes, it really is. Um, and they said sometimes it can take hours to start, mm. but maybe me. Ooh, no. Straight this is away. What happened to me? They they induced me. Sorry, listeners. They induced me, and they went, "Oh, you'll be twenty four hours." And I was in this ward, all these women waiting half an hour. And they didn't believe my husband. He was like, she's in labour. And they're going, she won't be. And I came and found me like in a ball in the corner. And they were like, oh my God, that was fast. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah. Jeez, yeah, I know. And yeah. it really, it is like oh, a truck to you, isn't no. it? No, but they, uh, so <clears throat> it all sort of started. And oh God, poor Alan. She was, <laughs> I mean. And I, you, your friend is pregnant as well. Oh no, this is a different oh, sorry. Susan. That's why I call her Alan. Oh, I and see. the other Susan. I was going to say, otherwise this yeah, poor yeah, pregnant yeah. woman must yeah, be like watching yeah. what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So Alan's with me and she's, and I, I, all I wanted to do, all I wanted to make sure was that she was okay. Yeah. Because in that situation, if it had been the other way around, I don't know how I'd have felt seeing one of my best friends going through that. So yeah. I wanted her to know that I was aware I that it's that weird thing, isn't yeah. it, right? Are you okay? She's like, yes, yes. I was like, all right, okay. And then she, she kept making me Robinson's Pink Grapefruit, which now I can't fucking stand. Yeah. And um, so she was making me drinks and staring at her magazines. She wasn't reading them. She was just staring at them as I was sort of getting more and more in, in pain. And then it's, I'm not a, I'm not a moany, out loudy type in mm. pain t- sort of person. I kind of internalise it. So I was sort of laying on the bed, uh, groaning. And then um, I was like, I, re- I really need some painkillers. And uh, 
and the woman was like, oh, we'll get you some codeine. I was like, I'm allergic to codeine. <gasps> Shit. Yeah, so she was like, we'll get you some paracetamol. I was like, mm, great. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. That'll sort it out. And then eventually I got, I was allowed to have some diamorphine. Then I was, I was off with the fairies for a couple of hours. And then uh, when it started dying off, the pain was just like... Mm. Um, and then I was like please I really need another shot of this <laughs> well she was like oh we've only signed you off for one I'll have to go and get the doctor to sign you off for another I was like go and get me another go and get me some more and then as she left the room I turned over my waters broke and I was like oh I'm about to give birth so I just sort of got myself off the bed wow said, so you Alan, were on your own there was no midwife at this no, point no 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 <gasps> so I was like Alan and uh, so we went into the bathroom and then Alan sat next to me, holding my hand as I gave birth into this bedpan. But I didn't birth the placenta, so she was still attached to me. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so I hope nobody's eating their lunch while they're listening <laughs> to this. And so then eventually the nurse came back and I, I was like, oh, it's happened. And... Um, and then, and then she sort of like had a look between my legs, and then she went, "All oh, right, okay." She said, "All right, you haven't birthed the placenta, so we." So then she was like, "Right, we're gonna need to get you back to the bed." So she picked up the baby, <sighs> held her between my legs, as I got onto the bed, and then sort of laid her on the bed and <sighs> but covered her over, and. The, I, I saw her face and it was just like I've seen her face I've seen her face and the nurse was like oh gosh I'm sorry because they they'd sort of said to me there is a chance that she'll be born alive <gasps> so and then the woman said oh if uh, if you if you hear a kind of <gasps> kind of noise that's her dying oh God, basically no. so I was just you know I mean it's all a bit when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, bonkers, really. It's, it must have been 
because it's so much, it's almost like your brain can't yeah. oh, take, you just can't take yeah. it in. It's the, like it, hearing it from you, I feel so like, oh my God, that is the most, such a difficult situation. But I can imagine at the time, it's just like, well, this was happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, how this, do you, how yeah. do you process well, that? Well, you don't really, you yeah. just get on with it. Uh, and then they were like, right, you're going to have to push the centre out. And I was pushing and pushing. And I think, and then before I know it, there's like, the the bed is surrounded by people, and then there's this woman's got her hand up with Fanny, oh, which was actually get it out, more painful oh, than anything, God. anything else. And then eventually they gave me an epidural, took me down to the theatre, and um, can I? Is she's still there? The oh no, time. the nurse eventually took her away. Right, I was going to say, you know, and she was like, "Oh, hello, sweetheart." It was just like talking to her, and I was like, "Oh, oh God, you're talking to her like she's an actual person." But it was because she is a person, yeah. you know. And um, and then so by this point I'm in the theatre and I've uh, I'm having this epidural and they can get it in and it was just like, you know, and I was like, can you not just give me a general anaesthetic? Just knock like, me out. Yeah, just knock yeah. me yeah. out at they this like, point. Yeah, they were like, no, we can't. I was like, okay. So then uh, by that point I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. What happens? Yeah. Don't I really don't care. So then I was like delirious, laid on the bed as this man was like had his hand inside me he was trying to scoop out all this placenta and I was like off my face trying to make jokes oh, because it was, well because the atmosphere was just I know. awful I know. and I was just like this is yes it's awful but can we all just can we all just be normal now yeah. it, and so I was like sort of you know making really bad jokes to Tom the guy I was like hey Tom now that you've fisted me we should at least go on a date <laughs> <laughs> he's like should I laugh should I laugh I don't no, know but the whole room was just like oh, Alan was just like yeah perhaps leave it eh? it's like, not the crowd Lou. it's not the crowd <laughs> yeah. it's a tough gig yeah yeah it's, you're doing it's, your best but yeah it's not baby blue in Liverpool oh, come on leave God. it leave it <laughs> so yeah and then um and then the next day they 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 asked me if I wanted to meet her and they'd asked me that the day before, and I wasn't sure at that point whether yeah, I wanted to, because I, I was just a bit like, I don't know how I'm going to feel. Yeah. But then, but then I was like, oh, well, if I don't actually see her, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret that for the rest of my life. It's interesting. I read a book recently which I talk about a lot called Grief Works by Julia Samuels, and she has a big thing that you should try if you can, because apparently it helps with the grieving mm. process to just physically see they're dead. Yeah, something in your brain, something primeval goes. Oh, okay, yeah. I saw it. So yeah. I think that's amazing. That you, but I mean, God, if you don't, of course, I completely understand. It's yeah. such a that is a really tough question. Yeah, but in, but sort of looking back on it now, I think if I hadn't have gone through the labour and if I hadn't have given mm. birth to her, it would have been like the nineteen fifties where they just take them away. Yeah, and they that's it. And, not, and that person, yeah. that person didn't exist. Mm. So I had to see her to acknowledge that actually, this person was growing inside me. And yeah. that Alan was like, "Oh, she's because I wanted her to be there as well." And and she was like, "Oh, she's amazing. It's no wonder you've been knackered for five and a half months." So I was like, "Oh, I know." And she, you know, and she was. You could clearly see she wasn't very well. Yeah. But actually, she it she. It was just this little person. They'd sort of dressed her up and put her in a Moses basket and oh. sort of gave her a little teddy and everything. Yeah, it was just, it, yeah, it was just dead weird. Mm. Just dead weird. But, but if I, yeah, if I hadn't have, if I hadn't have met her, then yeah, you're always wondering then, aren't you? And like the funeral, 
because the, the, hosp the hospital were amazing and they organised the funeral. And um, Was that very soon? Well, because I'd asked for her body to be sent to right. medical research, it sort of took a little bit longer than it ordinarily would have. So when they had finished doing their tests on her and doing whatever it was they were doing, then they'd released her body and then said, all right, now we can give you the funeral. So I think it was... I think it was the following month. Wow. I don't, I, I mean, it's, it's awful. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm really bitter towards the twat. But, but, <laughs> no, it, it's but, <laughs> fine. It sounds like he deserves a little bit. Yeah, but I think it. what you were saying is like, but people don't realise mm. what, what it is inside yeah. you. People yeah. don't realise that it's an actual person. Mm. You've given birth to this person. You know, they've, they've, there they are it's not a blob yeah and and, and I think it's what because everyone's like the baby the baby the baby like it baby doesn't mean much no. I mean I didn't know this until I until I had a baby that it it is a person yeah you know yeah it's like yeah you know that's that's why that's well that's why I get so angry when people go oh it was a miscarriage because mm. people use that word miscarriage as kind of an umbrella term of oh well, well oh it didn't really happen and, and oh, oh dear and I think oh, miscarriage dear. implies I think people go oh I guess she was a couple of weeks pregnant and she had a heavy period yeah. that's kind of what you yeah. think miscarriage yeah. and obviously miscarriages are, all, are still awful whatever scale they are but I agree with you it, it doesn't it's not we're missing a word somewhere aren't we yeah and I think I think whatever term your your pregnancy went to if, if you unfortunately lost a, lost the baby or whatever there should be a I don't know there should be a term for yeah w whatever stage you're at because just putting it to under be fair, that umbrella like, is awful. they're never a blob they're never no. a blob that's the thing isn't it yeah. I think for you as the mum mm. but I yeah. think if you haven't again with all things if you haven't experienced it or you haven't been pregnant it, you're like all oh, right I mean, yeah. I definitely know in my 20s if someone said, oh, so-and-so lost a baby at 12 weeks, I'd be like, oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, you just like, go, oh, 12 okay. weeks isn't very long. Yeah. Because like, you just, that doesn't mean anything. No. And people don't realise when you're pregnant, you think about it every second of mm. the, every fucking mm. day. Like, it's all yeah. you think about. You can't yeah. think about anything else because yeah. you are <laughs> growing a person. Yeah. So did he come to the funeral? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Let's see how he does, <laughs> listeners. How is he doing? <laughs> Well, okay, so uh, so it was about four or five days after this all happened. My midwife is my bereavement counsellor as well. Wow. Um, so, and not everybody gets that, so okay. I've been extremely lucky with the treatment I had. And she popped round and said, oh, we think the funeral will be on such and such a date. So I was like, oh, okay, right, fine. So he, and then he rang and said uh, he was going about his daily business. Oh, I'm just off to get me suit for so and so's wedding, and oh, and I'm off to go and do this. Oh, how are you? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm all yeah. right. I was what? Like, well, how do you how do you expect me to be? All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, all right. Well, the funeral is on whatever date it was, and uh, and he went, oh, funeral? Oh, bloody hell, they do it all serious. Then, oh, I could have just fed it to be chickens. Yeah. I mean, I'm face palming. I just want people to know that I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Is that what he said? Yeah. Do you, okay, I'm going to throw him some positive hope here. Do you think he just couldn't deal with it? I, and I, so in he was feeling a lot of pain, but he just didn't. Or is he just a twat? <laughs> like, what I, are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, I no. I really don't know. <laughs> I was hoping that maybe it's just the way he deals with things and he's just not emotionally mature enough. I think he's not emotionally mature yeah. enough. But I think... 
I think it just goes back to that that point that you made that people assume it's a blob. Yeah. So, and if he didn't go through it with you, I think that's the thing. Although I completely understand you didn't win, yeah, want him. Yeah, and I I wouldn't have wanted him no, to go through that either because it, but because you know, he didn't. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. He doesn't have that. Oh my god! It was a, yeah. a little person and. Yeah, and there she was, and you saw that. Like, yeah. so oh, that is a really shit thing to say. I'm, I'm gonna go out and say that, <laughs> even though I don't know him, and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't like to judge, but I'm gonna say that. If yeah. you're listening, not him, but as a rule, that's not a good thing to say to someone. Yeah, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, so we were on the. So I, I, I said, uh, you, you've really upset me. I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I can't I'm even have to now. say that. Yeah. By the way, that's upsetting. Yeah. So he went, oh, come on, I'm just joking about. And I was like, right, okay, I'm, I'm going to go now. Um, and then I put the phone down. And then I rang Alan because I was like, have I, have I, because I was like, in my head I was like, I don't, have I been unjustifiably no. upset by this? <laughs> I wish I could have been there and gone, Lou, no. <laughs> so she was like, no, this is, how can he say that? And he did, he texted me to go, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. And so I just okay. He's a little bit where he's yeah, yeah yeah. So I so I texted him back and I said what you said was basically was unforgivably insensitive. Mm. And he went, I know, I know. And that's the last time we've ever spoken. Wow. So he didn't come to the funeral. Oh. Um, which um, was again in terms of things um, that would only happen to me. Uh, me and my mum and dad went to the funeral. And um, were given the wrong date. Oh um, my god! Inadvertently attended the funeral of a Jewish man. So, <laughs> so no way. Yeah. What did you just think? Well, we're here now. Well, we were just we were just sort of. I mean, oh god, it was awful. We we just sat in the car park because it wouldn't have been just my baby. It would have been all the babies right. that hadn't so made you still it. Thought that maybe month. it's so we thought. Oh, it's very busy. Christ <laughs> Almighty! There must have been a lot of babies that haven't made it this month. And then, like, <laughs> all these people were, like, congregating in the car park. And we were like, oh, they're all, oh, gosh, there's a lot, gosh, there's a lot of Jewish people here. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. You know, and we were like, oh, this is great. That's really culturally diverse. And, oh, gosh. And then, <laughs> and then we were sort of, like, in the car park, just sort of, like, meandering around going, uh, oh, so what do we do? And then this hearse pulled up. <laughs> And we were like, oh, they, they can't all be in there. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and then That's a big... Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, fair enough, gosh. fair enough. Well, I suppose you've never done this before, have no. you? So you think, well, all no. right. So, that is, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, sorry, but that is hilarious. It is. It yeah. only happened to me. So so then we just went, ah, oh, right, okay, so... Um, okay, so we've... We, uh, right, okay. So then I, then I panicked, thinking, my baby's funeral is somewhere else, yeah. and I am missing oh, no. it. Oh, no. So I was ringing the hospital going... Where is it and what's what's going on? And they were like, "Oh no, it's well, no, it won't be today. It's it's been bank holiday. It'll be next week." Oh, thanks. So, but I had the letter with the date on. I was like, "Yeah, but I've got the letter here." And they were like, "Oh gosh." Anyway, it was an admin error. So we Amazing. so we went home, drank a bottle of wine, of course. Went back the following week and had another go at it, and that was that was awful. Mm. So uh, yeah, there was like twenty. There was about twenty five caskets all lined up and that that was just that was awful I can't imagine mm. that must have been unbearable yeah and and the weird thing is it's like you're sort of look, looking around 
the crematorium and you're, you're you're sort of looking around at all these people and there was um there was a couple that had had that had a baby a newborn baby so they'd obviously lost a twin right and then there was a, a woman that was on there was quite a few women on their own mm. and I all I wanted to do was just gather the women up that were on their own and just go don't be on your own yeah. come and sit with come but you can't do that that's yeah you can't it's awkward <laughs> yeah you can't yeah. you can't go up to somebody at their own child's funeral and go oh come on come and sit with us because <laughs> that's fine to do that at a, a finger buffet of a, <laughs> a party that you, you at know a wedding you, at a wedding yeah, when you sure. don't know that are people. you alone join us yeah yeah but, it's tough because they obviously they might have made the decision they wanted yeah. on their own but yeah i yeah. completely understand oh god and my friend Becky was like, you don't have to go to the funeral. And I was like, I do, because mm. I'm her mum. So yeah. I, have to, I have to go, and I want to go, because mm. then it's it kind of, it's not closure, but it's... It's something, isn't it's it? It's something, because she doesn't, she hasn't just gone away. She is, you know, she's having her own funeral and, you know, and I've... I've still got her ashes by the side of the bed because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with them. I mean, my mum kept my dad in the wardrobe for ten years. Really? Yeah. Don't feel bad. Oh, <laughs> but that, that's now because before I was like, oh, that's weird. I Why know. would people do that? But now I totally get it. If you don't understand, you go creepy, and if you do, you go, yeah. Well, if you're not ready, she didn't know what to do, so she was like, oh, just keeping the wardrobe. And she used to always say, oh, I must clear out the wardrobe. Your dad's in there. <laughs> and then yeah. eventually she felt ready to do something. Yeah. But I think it's completely, yeah, whenever you're ready or if you're never ready, Did you fine. Did you not want to have your dad for a bit or did you? No, I was, I was cool with him being in that room. I think because as well, like obviously that was their room. Yeah. So there's something nice, but like, oh, they're still in the room. My mum yeah. and dad's room. Yeah. Oh, it's in mum and dad's room. It's still, yeah, he's in the cupboard. <laughs> Dad's in the cupboard. Don't Dad's go in, the in there. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to do with. I don't want. To, I, I quite. I find it really comforting having yeah. her by the side of the bed. I completely so, understand that. Yeah. And I sort of chat. <laughs> I must. I mean, the neighbours. You can hear everything through the walls of my flat. They, they must think. She lives on her own. Who's she talking to? <laughs> talking to my dead baby now. Leave me alone. We're having a great conversation. Yeah. I think until you're ready. To mm. I think my mum said to me that she when she suddenly thought, oh, I know what to do with them. Because there was a big discussion about what to do with them. And he had said he wanted them scattered somewhere else, but we were all convinced he didn't mean that. <laughs> Even though he'd said it, we were like, he didn't mean that. He didn't. Um, and so she said when she felt like, oh, she made the decision, oh, that's where they should go. And it was like, oh, well, I'm ready because I knew that. Right. So it's like the idea. Yeah. Like you said, she suddenly went, oh, yeah, they need to go to Wales. That's where they need to go. Yeah. Um, but there was obviously like, yeah, endless conversations about what to do with it him <laughs> but um i think that's completely understandable mm. completely understandable so you had the funeral about a month afterwards mm. i i mean i can't even begin to ask you how it was afterwards but i, I have to um did you have the because people know you're pregnant and when you're pregnant all people do is talk to you about being pregnant mm. did you have to do the constant explaining or did people just kind of leave you alone um, or did you get the I hear this a lot of people just not wanting to talk to you. Were you slightly... Oh, God. Well, it was... Well, the wor A, the worst thing was that Susan, who was pregnant, um, her mum died the same week I lost oh, the baby. God. So we were kind of... I mean, it's just... So we were kind of united in our kind of... Pain, I guess. Pain. Yeah. But then the worst thing 
was watching her progress with her pregnancy. I was going to say, that must be yeah. really hard. But then she's one of my best friends and they they tried for so long with IVF and, and whatever, so I, I could never, ever be angry or jealous of that. So we have that going on. And then, of course, on the circuit, you're on the comedy circuit, everybody, eventually, everybody finds out that you're up the duff. Yeah. And I, I'd sort of... I wasn't work. I, well, obviously, I wasn't working, but then I... Yeah, it, it, it's strange because you sort of like ease your way back into gigging mm. because you need the money. And then um, I remember some guy, I was, I was at this gig and this guy came up to me and he went, oh, you've, you've had the baby. Oh, I was like, in a way. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah, oh. and he wouldn't believe that. He wouldn't believe. I was like, oh, no, I, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not gone well. And he was like, oh, stop it. I was like. No, really, oh I, no, because you're a comedian. Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, that's a sick joke, Lou." Yeah, yeah. you cheeky monkey. Yeah, no, really. Shit, yeah. Lou, that's awful. Yeah. But and then, um, and then I've had people who I thought were friends mm. who haven't mentioned it to me to this day. Haven't, what? Just literally never no, said. It's like it's not happened. And then one of those people was telling other people, like, because it's weird. You get a lot of presents because yeah. people don't know how to express. Yeah. Or, or what to say, so oh yeah, so they don't know what to say. So so, and this woman was sort of saying, no, I think it's best you leave Louise alone. Don't don't phone her and don't buy her any presents. Well, actually, I think you should go fuck yourself. And um, I will take the presents. Excuse yeah, me, well, the least I can get is some bloody gifts out of this yeah, situation. Uh, just to, just acknowledge, so just weird. have some sort of acknowledgement from from people. I don't, I didn't expect presents, but I, it's weird, no. But isn't I think it? some people. <laughs> This, I mean, I've talked about this before, like, I once got very upset about it and I was at a rehearsal and someone said, um, would you like to leave the room? Oh. And I th- and I was like, oh, why? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you mean because I'm, up- I'm upset? I was so confused. It sort of stopped me crying because I was like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just crying. But I had to sort of, I was very angry. And then I thought, oh, she meant that in a caring way. That's what she thinks caring is. Mm. And then I sort of thought, what happened in your childhood that you think caring is removing someone? Yeah. So that's, I think, you, that woman saying that. I mean, it, it's mad, but they sort of think, no, 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 I'm doing you. I'm protecting Louise by, mm. she doesn't want to be bought. I sort well, again, I'm being kind. Perhaps you're, she's just a class A bitch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because I this person I considered to be a friend, and now it's like, oh, right. So, Death does really, yeah, really strange things And then I had one, one person say to me, Oh God! You got so many presents. Oh God! You should lose a baby more often. <gasps> <laughs> Which you know. Oh in, my God! In, Fucking hell! In comedy terms, it's like okay, all right, well, okay. Oh, you know, mm. the only person allowed to make that joke is you. Like yeah. I under, like I totally understand where the joke yeah. comes technically, but the it's your grief. Yeah, I think that's what people. I we talked about this with David Baddiel actually. Of like, because we're comedians, we make. We might make jokes about it, and some people read that as, "Oh, it's we it's up for make, jokes." Yeah, we, like, yeah, no, 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 no. This is my grief. My way of owning it is sometimes joking yeah. about it. I'm joking because I'm so clearly in agony. Can you not yeah. see the agony? Like, yeah, that is incredible. But, she said that. Did, yeah. What did you do? Just well, sort of I just sort of, I sort of laughed and was like, "Oh, oh God." 
then I, I thought I can't address this because I need to go. I'll make a cup of tea. That's. What I, I think do. that's a real classic comedian reaction. It, I have done yeah. that. So I've got you laugh. You go <laughs> yeah, and inside you're going, oh my god, I fucking hate you. Yeah, but I can't. Don't know what to do. Yeah. So. Because you're not acting like you did something wrong, perhaps you didn't do something wrong. I guess I make a cup of tea and and then you tell your real friends. Yeah. Oh, she said this, and they're like, "What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I did think it. I was hurt, wasn't I? Yeah. But I didn't. That. Yeah. Oh, but then God. I had um, I had a phone call from um, another comedian who um, him and his partner. He rang me. He was like, "Oh, we've been discussing it." And um, okay. we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Um, not sure. Sorry. We're so sorry. And um, we'd like to. Um, well, we've we've always wanted to have kids. And um, <gasps> no, we'd like to offer you our sperm. Oh my god! And then followed by, well, at least you know now that you can get pregnant. So I think this could work. I think I think this could work. What did you say? So I was like, I was like, <laughs> oh god! And oh, this is like of all the awkward situations to yeah. get out of. And he's adorable, and I love him to pieces. But no, no, that's not no. That's not. I'm not like saying my ovaries are open for business. No, and because and because after the the whole placenta removal, they left a bit inside me. Oh yeah, god. and I was in low level labour for about six weeks afterwards. Jesus Christ. So, I was not well. Yeah. So I, and, and it's I, really dangerous to have it left yeah. in you. I know, but yeah. you don't realise. Like. So, uh, so in between these, the him going, oh, we'd like to offer you our sperm, I was still having contractions <gasps> as my body was trying no. to get rid of get oh. it. And I was like, oh, oh that's, oh, oh, the, oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, he must have been like, she's overwhelmed. Yeah. She's going to think about yeah. it. She's going to think about it. Yeah. What oh. do you, I mean, we talk about this again. What do you, what would you have wanted people to say? Because I think often, sometimes people are, are crass, like some of those examples. Sometimes people, they just don't know. Mm. I always feel like I just want you to acknowledge it. Mm. I just want you to say, oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. And even if I go, it's not your fault, I'm still glad you said sorry. Yeah. Like people don't realize I'm in pain, so I may say something shit, but that doesn't mean what you did was bad. I, yeah. need, it, I need to go, um, you know mm. what? I'm really sorry. That's awful. It's exactly what you say. Just acknowledge it. Mm. And even if it's how are you today? Yeah. Or, or thinking of you. I, yeah. I also quite like because it's yeah. like, oh, I don't have to go into the details. But yeah. I just want you to know I was just thinking of you. Yeah. I know it's been a bit shit lately. Like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. You're not making me say it out loud. Yeah. Or or just um, just even saying, I don't know what to say. Yeah. But I, I just want you to know. That I don't know what to say, but it, you know, just something yeah. other than you've lost weight or or <laughs> or, or nothing. The other, or I not, think especially yeah. for you because you know she had such a, a a little brief life, like you said, to feel like she did exist, and it's you know you just acknowledge. I mean, it's I think it's different when someone's older because obviously you have this life to look at, mm. and you are always if you're their child, you literally mm. are like, well, I'm proof they existed. Yeah, but I I don't know. I can only imagine that not acknowledging it must feel like did I make it up did I make up yeah. like I had this baby yeah and I I, th- I think it, this is the this is my whole point like the article I wrote last year that the whole point of writing that article was primarily because I wanted the dad to realise wow. what it was yeah the impact on what his comment had on me mm. was and then I thought well he if he thinks like that yeah. Then there's a million other people that that think exactly the same, 
So the whole point of the article was to just educate people yeah. on what it is a woman goes through and their partner as well, if they're happily ensconced in a <laughs> lovely relationship, yeah. then um, uh, then that's, you know, it's educating people. And then so to to allow and to be able to give permission to people to be able to mention it in conversation. Yeah. Because, yes, it was, it was just over a year that this has happened to me. But sometimes I have down days. Sometimes I, you know, I'm fine. But on the days where I do feel a little bit shit, just to, for people to understand why I feel a little bit shit. Yeah. Because I think people go, oh, God, is she still banging on about the dead baby? Fucking hell. But actually, I'll probably always have that. I don't yes. know how long it... Uh, I don't know. Because you must have days where you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know. And it's, that's 10 years ago that you... Or 20. Oh, I'm is coming it? up to 20, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old. And it's funny because if people don't know, and I say 20 years, like, and when I say don't know, I mean they don't get it. And I say 20 years, they go, all right, okay. Like, oh, 20 years is all right. Yeah. But if they get it, they get it and yeah. I don't the older I get I think I mean I can only speak from losing a parent it definitely definitely gets easier the only way I can think to describe it is that the feeling bad goes away more mm. so at the beginning you feel bad for a year and then it gets a, you know it, you, the goodness sort of starts replacing it mm. so with one my experience of when it's been 20 years I would say I have bad really bad days about once a year mm. on a good year not always mm. depends what's happening but I think about once a year I get very blue and I start thinking about it and you remember him what I think you learn is to go oh this will go because when you're in it at the beginning you're like I will never feel happy again mm. this is it this is my life and you don't realise oh you will It will. your life will build around this hole but the hole will always be there mm. and occasionally you remember the hole like yeah. that's it, I don't think it I think yeah. you always will this will always be part of what happened to you and part of your yeah. story yeah. But it does, I think it, what's, what I always try and say to people, which I think is really hard to believe when you're in the middle of it, it does get easier. Of course it does. It doesn't make that, that pain is always raw, but you just don't have to deal with it every day or mm. every hour, every minute. Yeah. You know, when you're in that first year, mm. it's literally every single second of the day is all your, it's there, present. Yeah. And I think then the second year gets a bit easier, third year gets a bit easier, fourth year, fifth year, I think you have a crash. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my God, I'm back here. And then just, you know, yeah, slowly. But I think that's... That's good to know, though, because sometimes you, I I think, oh, God, I'm bored of myself. Yeah, oh, my I'm God, yes. I'm bored of it. And, like, and they, they took photos of her, and I very rarely look at them. Mm. But yesterday I was having a really down day because I was I did um, an interview on Women's Hour quite recently. Yes. And I, I had hundreds of messages from people via my website just going this happened to me when I in the 1960s and they just took my baby away oh, and I, I wasn't God. able to talk to anybody about it and blah 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 blah. so and the messages have been very positive but having all of it's hard having them yeah. having other people's experiences mm. still coming through via my website it's like thank you for sharing that with me and I feel slightly privileged that people yeah. feel that they can share it but I didn't expect to get the reaction from people that I did. Yeah. So it's kind of still everybody else's stories. But, the, you know, they're all very similar. It's like we don't talk about mm. this. And so I've done it to myself, you know, writing a show about it and um, 
and opening up the discussion. So I have only myself to blame, but but it's I think it's necessary. So, but some as I say, some days are good and some days are bad. When I keep getting messages from people, and I'm you know I'm not saying stop sending me messages because it's really nice to hear other people's experiences. But sometimes it's like, oh god. And then one woman emailed me and went, "You're the voice. You're the voice." Of all the dead babies. Oh my god! I don't want to be the dead baby voice. No, I'm I'm a comedian that talks about tits and fannies. No, <laughs> I can't be the I can't be the dead baby Please lady. Don't. I mean, the messages. Some of the I've had a lot of messages from people in Ireland as well. Going, oh god, which is oh god, it just makes me so very sad that these women don't have the option and even in circumstances like mine, would still have to go through the pregnancy. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? it it's... It's... Uh, uh, the, the messages that I've had from, oh, you're, you were lucky enough to be able to, you know... Well, I say lucky, but to do... To have the... the yeah, to not have to go full yeah, term with yeah. a child that you know isn't going yeah. to survive and then there, I had an, uh, another message from uh, a woman who was um, like she said oh, I'd, I'd never I, I've not told any of my family that I uh, that this happened to me oh I, and she said now uh, thanks to hearing you on talking about it I've sat my kids down and I told them and you gave me the permission to be able to talk about it and I was like oh god this is this is amazing but mm. oh I mean these things that's the thing of like you can never take the sadness away we we can want to talk about it mm. and we can feel compelled to and we can know it helps but that doesn't take our sadness or their sadness no. and it and it shouldn't that's and I always say this as well of like the reason you're sad is she mattered mm. if you weren't sad that would be that would mean you didn't care yeah. and of course you of course you cared mm. about her and of course that mattered so the sadness unfortunately is like the byproduct yeah of it. it will just be there there's nothing yeah. you know yeah yeah it's yeah it's crazy isn't it this is the thing with grief as I'm sure people will know it just hits you in weird places yeah. you'll be standing in Aldi <gasps> and then you think oh fuck oh you see I'm sure you must see babies and you know I get it yeah. if I see people with their dads mm. or if I see like a family at the moment with like the grandparents I'm like there's <gasps> her grandfather like yeah. you know it's <laughs> that's that's really hard as well because my mum and dad well as a, my sister lives in Brazil she's got two kids they're like 18 and 14 and obviously my mum and dad don't see them because it's yeah. miles away and it's so expensive to travel back and forth so my mum and dad were really excited to have a grandchild yeah. here yeah. and my mum actually did some knitting <laughs> which might have you met my mum no that's Jan doesn't knit and uh and she'd made um a whole like cardigan thing and a little oh. bonnet and and everything and she was like well what shall I do with this now I was like well I don't, I don't really know. She's like, well, right, well, I'll maybe I'll give it to somebody else. I was like, yeah, perhaps you give yeah. it to somebody else. And they, my, when they come and visit me, I really feel it when we're the three of us are out, and um, we go, you know, we get, we see families with babies, and I see my mum. Mm. It's really affected her because all she wants is a grandchild, and it, it that's what kills me is mm. seeing my mum. My dad doesn't express any emotion. He yeah. spends his money. That's what he does. <laughs> but my mum, uh, that's what's oh, really hard. Oh, perhaps she feels sadness for you as well. Like seeing yeah. someone, you know, maybe it's not just the grandchild. Is she seeing a mum and a daughter and the grand and thinking, yeah. oh, yeah. that's not, that got taken from Lou. Like it's yeah. just, it's so much sadness. I think that's what is really hard to explain to people who don't understand. If like, it's just a level of sadness that 
it's really hard to express because it's so massive mm. and it, you almost can't vocalise it. Like, no. that's why we make jokes because you're like, oh, if I said the sadness, I'd just be screaming white noise at you. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would be un- yeah. impenetrable to hear. And it's just it's just so sad. And again, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast of there's a great sadness when somebody, a, an adult dies. And there's a great, you know, my dad was 44. That's very sad. But then we talk about, obviously, when someone's 80, it's still sad. But I think, the life unlived is just mm. well Lou thank you so much oh, for coming thank you in. for listening to me waffling no, on thank you for coming and talking thank to us you. about Emma really appreciate it thank you you can follow Lou on Twitter at Lou Conran and you can see the show she made about her experience of grief which is called I Love Lucy it's currently touring 1st of Feb Maidenhead 15th of Feb Birmingham, 18th of Feb Leicester and the 7th of April in Stafford. Other dates are being added so do follow her on Twitter or have a look at her website if you want to see if she's coming near you. Lou is also raising money for the charity Saying Goodbye who help people deal with the loss of a baby in pregnancy, birth or early years. If you'd like to help her please go to mydonate.bt.com forward slash fundraisers forward slash Lou Conran tries her best where you can donate um, you know between £1, £5, £20, anything you have. I know any small or large amount will help those who've gone through just some of what Lou described. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast or you can follow me on Twitter at Lady Cariad. Music was provided by The Glue Ensemble and the show was produced by Kate Holland. Thank you so much for listening and remember, you are not alone. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.